Good morning, Misty. Hello, Ike. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. We're creating this very special piece of content to let you all know that you are now blacklisted from Hollywood. That's true, you are. So are we. It's yep. fine. Us all together. Yep. The 10 of us are... Just the 10 of us. <laughs> we, we can, can do it if we try. try. Just the, the 10, 10 of us. You, you and I. I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so in the 40s and 50s, there was a thing called the Hollywood Blacklist, and yeah. it started about because the United States House of Representatives had a company subdivision. The Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals, the MPA for short. Yes. And there's also... <laughs> um, Where did that come from? The, <laughs> well, it was also the House on Un-American Activities Committee, mm, the HUAC, yes. from HUAC. the House of Representatives. They decided to start uh, checking for Nazis in Hollywood. Pretty much, and yeah. Once they, it's like a witch hunt. And well, as it, a right. Well, get on out, Nazis. Get out of here. But you make sure you get the right Nazis. Well, it's one of those deals where it's like, let's drown them, and if they keep living, they're witches. <laughs> stupid. It is stupid. Um. <clears throat> so that's what we're getting into today. Yep. Right yep. after we do the wave. Are we ready to begin? Good morning. Come on, Ike, it's time. We would be honored if you would join us. The greatest adventure of all time. We just become best friends. Yep. Come on, let's get in character. What are you waiting for, huh? Oh, come on! <laughs> okay. I had a little routine. I was going to throw it, throw it to you, oh. and, then, and then you're going to throw it back. I'm cutting all this out. Uh, why? Was my, that was incredible. Because it's a serious topic today. Oh, very serious. Seriously? Why so serious? No, we're going to make it so extra serious today. Uh, the Hollywood Blacklist. Okay. So, following the end of World War II, mm -hmm. fear of nuclear war with the Soviet Union caused many organizations to buckle down on what they considered American values. American nuclear. American values. <laughs> values. In Hollywood, it is no different. In 1944, the MPA, the Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals, Americans. was created. Create, create some Americans. Any screenwriter, director, or actor who was even suspected of being involved in the Communist Party was blacklisted from the industry. You ever watch the show Blacklisted? The Blacklist? Yeah, that's what With I said. James Spader? Mm -hmm. Yes. Pretty good show. It's a pretty good show. Yeah. He's, he's phenomenal. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It doesn't about at all, but it's a good show. Uh, the House on Un-American Activities Committee was charged with investigating allegations of communist influence and subversions in the U.S. during the early years of the Cold War. Committee members quickly settled their gaze on the Hollywood film industry. Ba 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 Hollywood. I didn't Which know this was, was going to be a musical episode. Well, it is. <laughs> well, it is. And it's going to continue to be. Should we sing the rest of the episode? I want to see if you can. I can do it. Here we go. <laughs> It was seen as a hotbed of communist activity. The reputation originated in the 30s when the economic difficulties of the Great Depression increased the appeal of leftist organizations for many struggling actors and studio workers. Did you just seriously riff that out? Yeah. Well, I mean, I read it. I know, but I didn't like, create the, the no, the tune. Yeah, I could do it. I could do it all day. I'm impressed. This one's called, this tune's called Accusing the Accusers. During the investigative hearings, members of the HUAC grilled the witnesses about their past and present associations with the Communist Party. 
aware that their answers could ruin their reputations and careers. Most individuals either saw it lean and see. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm ugly laughing right now. <laughs> Who sings on the internet? We're not even TikTokers. Oh. <laughs> At least on TikTok, you lip sync to a real song. <laughs> We keep going. Okay. Oh uh, man! Most individuals either sought leniency, leniency by cooperating with investigators, or cited their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. However, a group of ten Hollywood screenwriters and directors took a different approach and openly challenged the legitimacy of the committee's investigations. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> I am. <laughs> and if somebody isn't, oh, I don't even know what to say. Imprisoned and blacklisted, the Hollywood 10 paid a high price for their actions at the Huac hearings. I love that you can actually sing Huac. 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 <laughs> exactly. That's all I think when I hear that is Al Pacino and Sin of a Woman. Huac. Or, um. Hua. In heat. Oh, he didn't heat like, too. Yeah. She had a great ass. You had your head all the way up. Oh my Hua. god. Oh, back to reading. Yes, back um, to reading. Facing trial on that charge. Uh, which was, so okay, here's my question. Okay, here's my question. <laughs> here's my question. So there was a committee. Yep. Who, who was on the committee that got to investigate and determine that someone was a Nazi? Members of the U.S. Communist. House of Representatives. We let the government handle that? Oh, yeah, you don't trust your government? Well, that's fucking first mistake right there. <laughs> Listen, the way that this flat earth spins around, you got to make sure someone's in charge. And you're going to have the U.S. government do it? United States government is the most trustworthy place on the entire planet. I do not. This show is satire, feel, by the way. I do not feel the same. <laughs> All right. Mm, okay. So, <clears throat> what I've got in my little inner or my little article here is after the Great Depression, a lot of people feared that they would lose their jobs and many workers were being underpaid. This led to the workers to form unions. <laughs> Mine's a little interpretive dance a little bit. Some spoken word. Is okay. that okay for this musical? It's fine. Okay. In 1933, a union called the American Federation of Actors was formed, and the Screen Guild extended to technicians who worked in the industry. Did that turn into SAG eventually? Yeah. Many of these organizations were created by members of the American Communist Party. Over 6,000 workers picketed for their rights in the 30s, and it forced the hollowed executives to give in to the demands of a livable wage. Many of the screenwriters and directors who showed their support for cameramen, set builders, and those in the technical professions in Hollywood were duly noted and later targeted for their communist philosophy of giving everyone a wage they could actually survive on. That's, Today, that's a communist idea? Today, it's normal for the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild to go on strike when they feel that they're not getting paid enough. Strikes mm. in Hollywood are no longer associated with communist ideas. That's because we live in a socialist America. <laughs> this here flat earth of America. 
<laughs> we should start the Flat Earth of America Society. Oh, I think it's probably already in existence. <clears throat> um, so there was a lady who... Lady! Lady! <laughs> wait, wait till I tell you her name. She really, like, spun some shit up. Cynthia Organthal. Hedda Hooper. Okay. Hedda, actually Hopper, sorry. Oh. She was a former actress who spent her later years writing a gossip column called mm. Hedda Hopper's Hollywood for the Los Angeles Times. Okay. She was extremely conservative and wrote negatively about anyone she did not like, which, of course, included anyone who was suspected of being a communist. Who would be the Hedda Hopper of today? Perez Hilton. I was going to just say Only that. he's not conservative at all. He's I was going to say that. And he's really not mean anymore. He used to be. He's seen, he's think, seen the light. Of, you, you think Hedda was conservative? It says here she was extremely conservative and wrote negatively. <laughs> Seems like... Uh, she was very conservative. Yeah. But she, back then... She did not like communists. It, things looked very different if you were conservative then. Back then, Democrats were conservative and Republicans were Ish, Yeah. It was, it was very different. It flipped in the 70s. Yeah. In the 80s. So her work spread to radio and TV, and she used her influence in the media to frighten people into conforming for fear of having their reputation ruined. She pretended that this crusade against what she called the Red Menace was because of her loyalty as an American, but she was single-handedly responsible for ruining the reputations of hundreds, if not thousands of people, whether it be due to being a communist, gay, or generally immoral. Oh, well, Hedda gets to pass judgment over what's immoral. Mm-hmm. So being gay is communism now, back then. Well, it was either she, I mean, she didn't like gays, she didn't like communists, and she didn't like anyone who was just generally immoral. She sounds like a real bitch. Right? <laughs> In a lot What if you're a gay communist? Oh, fuck, you are fucked. <laughs> Especially here in Hollywood. Right? So, in some cases, in multiple cases, the people she humiliated actually committed suicide. A oh. British actress named Merle Oberon once asked Hopper why she enjoyed ruining people's lives so much, and she replied, bitchery, dear, sheer bitchery. That seems like your new catchphrase. I hate her. Okay, but you can still a catchphrase. Yeah, it is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> bitchery, dear, sheer bitchery. When you answer the phone at work. And people go, Bitchery, dear. <laughs> Bitchery, dear. Misty here, can I help you? <laughs> um, there's actually a scene in the FX series, Feud, Betty and Joan. Uh, sorry, Bet and Joan. Um, which showcases... Um, well, it showcases a scene where Hopper threatens to ruin her friend's reputation with old new photos from her youth and reveals... Revels, oh my God, I can't. Is it Wednesday? I can't read today. No, that was yesterday. Revels in the life she has destroyed. So she had a big part in like outing people publicly for and not having really any evidence of this. Like if she just viewed them as immoral or didn't like them, she was like, "Cool, I'm gonna throw you into this red menace thing that everyone's all up in arms about and ruin your career and your life." Now here's something. <clears throat> in all fairness, yeah. The 10, the Hollywood 10? Yeah. Did we touch on that yet or did we talk about it before we recorded? Um, you touched on it a little bit. The Hollywood 10 uh, stood out and they're like, hey, we're not going to stand for this. In all fairness, they were actually Communist Party members and it was scary back in the day. Yeah. But they banded together to protest, refusing to cooperate <clears throat> on the First Amendment grounds, freedom of speech, right of assembly, freedom of association, and affirming that Hua disagreed. It found 
the so-called Hollywood 10 in contempt of Congress, fined them $1,000 and sentenced them to up to a year in federal prison. All 10 artists were also were fired by a group of studio executives and the eras of the Hollywood blacklist began. I want to know who some of the most famous people were that were blacklisted. You talk about something and I'm going to look that up. Well, I, <clears throat> I looked at the list and not only will you not recognize any names of the people that well, were the, on the yeah, council. Yeah, the screenwriters, right. Um, but uh, there were actors and actresses. Oh, I did not find any of them. Um, but some of these people who got blacklisted simply just changed their screen name and began working again. <laughs> that makes me laugh. I love that. I do too. People are great. All right. So Hollywood blacklist. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, there's the Hollywood 10. Others. Let's see. Others. Ons Eisler, composer. I mean, I've got a breakdown of the Hollywood 10, but they're all... Yeah, I didn't recognize any of the Hollywood 10 names. Mm -mm. Um, ben Barsman? Oh, Ring Lardner Jr. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's one. Yeah, Edwin Rolfe. Canada Lee. Um, this is not... Um, oh, here we go. The Red List. Stella Adler, the famous acting coach. Like, there are Stella Adler acting centers oh, yeah. all over the oh, U.S. Oh, yeah. Stella Adler, the acting coach. Um, Leonard Bernstein, the composer. Wow. See anybody else I recognize here? I don't have any of that, but I do have an advertisement that has Snoop Dogg and... Uh, What's Martha? Name? Martha selling for lighters. lighters. I yeah. saw that not long ago. Perfect for candles and more. He means weed. I don't know if you knew that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I did not put that together. <clears throat> He's talking about weed. Genius. How many lighters yeah. did they have to sell to pay those two to so, do that ad? So many. Um, yeah. So, I mean, on this list, I'm sure back oh, then some the, of these people were huge names. The fa most famous one is Dalton Trumbo. They, oh. made, they made a bunch of movies about Trumbo. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, Lena Horne, the singer. Langston Hughes, the writer. Oh, okay. Charles Irving, who is an actor. Burl Ives. Um, let's see. Wow, Warner Brothers tried to force Trumbo to switch unions from the Screenwriters Guild run by John Howard Lawson to a more pliable upstart, the screen playwrights. He refused wow. and the studio voided his contract. This mini blacklist lasted about six months. Trumbo signed with Columbia, where he wrote a few B pictures and then moved to MGM, which bounced him after two fruitless years. He managed to sell a script to Warners and eight B movies to RKO. Wow. Well, what, <clears throat> what I find kind of odd about this is that as I look through this list, a lot of jazz musicians, folk singers, radio personalities. And this was a blacklist. And like I said, maybe back then these were big names. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these people aren't, didn't stay relevant. The blacklist worked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like there are very few on here that even now today I recognize. Yeah. Meaning their careers didn't go much further. The only, the biggest one on here to me is Orson Welles. Yeah, I mean, he made it through. Plus, yeah. I mean, you know, this is going on 80 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, time 
time can start to cement some people's careers over, you know. Richard Attenborough. Oh. There's one I recognize. Is that the father of the Attenborough that voices our things today? Actor, director, and producer, I believe. Yeah, it's the same family. The Attenborough. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Harry Belafonte. But I only know that because, you know, I work in the musics. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to me that a lot of these people like, oh, Charlie Chaplin. That'll do it. All right, there's the biggest one. Yep, <laughs> that to do. me is the biggest one. So, guys, these episodes are just wow. meant to scratch the surface. There's yeah. obviously a huge deep dive that you can do on the Hollywood blacklist. There's all, hundreds more names. All, to look through. Yeah, watch this. Scroll yeah, a little like bit. hundreds Boom. and hundreds right. of names to look through. So, our intention here is just to like bring up topics that you may have never heard of, give you just enough uh, information to whet your appetite, and then maybe if you're still still yeah. super interested, you can Google it yourself. Um, hopefully, we like sending you down the black hole. Yeah, and so you can go to work and be like, "Did y'all know about this Hollywood blacklist?" And then you can you act know like about a professional. Orson Welles getting blacklisted. Holly weird. Back when the world was flat. Yeah. <laughs> How do you have me talking about flat Earth? Slowly but surely. Damn I, you! I was listening to a podcast earlier today that said if you're a, a product of your environment, right? Like the people that yeah. surround you help formulate oh, yeah. your opinions. Yeah. So if you want to change somebody's mind, you log into their YouTube and just start clicking on a bunch of stuff that you agree with. And then YouTube will just slowly start giving them information that so you change with your their work. algorithm. Yeah, yeah. If you you want. just change their echo, make them go into a different echo chamber. And a, some famous band once said, "If you want to be somebody else, change your mind." Who <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who that was. I don't either. If you want to be somebody else, change your mind. No, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know who it was either, so though. Some one-hit wonder guy. But I'm not sure those were the exact lyrics. That's anyway. 17 minutes and 30 seconds on the Hollywood Blacklist, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy birthday belated oh, yesterday, yeah. Misty. And uh, tomorrow's Food Fridays is about Thanksgiving leftovers. Sister Hazel. Hey. <laughs> we'll see you later, everybody. Okay, bye.